Thank you for joining us today on Drawing Near. This podcast is designed to help in drawing near to God through reading God's Word and then applying its truths to our lives. If I can be of assistance to you, feel free to reach out to me through my email address in the description section of this podcast. We have been following along as Jesus travels to Jerusalem. Along the way, Jesus and his disciples pass through Jericho. There, many people greet him. But not all who called out to him were welcomed by the disciples. Today on Drawing Near, Jesus once again acknowledges a person others were trying to avoid. Let's take our Bibles, turn to Luke chapter 18, and examine Have Mercy on Me. And as we prepare for today's study, let's pray together. Father in heaven, as we come before you today, we give thanks for this day, for the opportunity that we have to draw near to you, and Father, for the promise that you draw near to those who draw near to you. Thank you, Father, for your grace and mercy, birthing faith in our hearts and our lives, that we might learn from you and follow you and spend eternity with you. Father, guide us in our time of study. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's begin today reading Luke chapter 18, beginning in verse 35. Then it happened, as he was coming near Jericho, that a certain blind man sat by the road begging. And hearing a multitude passing by, he asked what it meant. So they told him that Jesus of Nazareth was passing by. And he cried out, saying, Jesus, Son of David, have mercy on me. As you may have noticed in our studies, there were many beggars throughout Israel. They had no way of making a living. They had no way of providing for themselves, whether they are blind, whether they are leprous, whether they are crippled, someone who's sick and with sores all over them like Lazarus. Many people had to beg in Israel. Beggars were tolerated, but they weren't well received. They were seen as lower class. They were seen as people God did not bless. Something had to be wrong with them. Something had to have been committed in their family that would have caused God to curse them in this way. It was a reminder to all of Israel of what they might experience should they fail God. Now, it was an erroneous teaching, but it was what many people believed. The rich were blessed. The poor were not as blessed as the rich. And those who were infirmed or sick or barren were basically cursed by God. So on the outskirts of most cities or at the city gates, maybe going into the temple where large groups of people would pass by, you would find beggars begging for alms, begging for money. So we're told in chapter 18, verse 35, that as Jesus was nearing Jericho, that a certain blind man sat by the road begging. If you could try to imagine with me what it must have been like sitting in the darkness by the side of the road, hearing people pass by, And as you're sitting there, you hear a great multitude begin to pass by. And not understanding what it meant, you call out to the crowd and try to find out exactly what's going on. Why is this great multitude passing by when normally there are just a few travelers entering into Jerusalem or exiting? And so we're told in verse 37 that they told him Jesus of Nazareth was passing by. Verse 38 is an amazing statement. And I think it's one we need to acknowledge that we need to do ourselves. And he cried out, saying, Jesus, Son of David, have mercy on me. Now, it may be difficult to comprehend, but I believe that these beggars, by and large, 
wanted to go unnoticed. Yes, they wanted alms. Yes, they wanted people to have mercy on them. But they didn't really want to draw attention. They were humiliated. They were outcasts. And so they begged by necessity. And here this blind beggar, hearing that Jesus is passing by, cries out in the midst of this vast multitude of people, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. He's begging for mercy. There are many who would do whatever they could not to beg mercy from anyone. And yet this blind beggar, he was shouting out, he was crying out in the midst of this multitude, son of David, have mercy on me. Can we imagine just how desperate this man was? How much mercy he wanted? How great he saw his need? Verse 39, then those who went before, went before the multitude of Christ, warned him that he should be quiet. But he cried out all the more, Son of David, have mercy on me. Verse 40 says, so Jesus stood still and commanded him to be brought to him. Jesus Christ is the Messiah. Now, the Jews and the people in Jericho didn't really recognize that, or at least didn't recognize the form the Messiah would take. They expected the Messiah to come with a military force and take control, liberate them from Rome in this day, then sit upon a human throne and rule and reign from the seat of Jerusalem. That's what they expected. They wanted Jesus to sit on the throne of David right now. But that's not what God intended. But Jesus had power and authority. He still does. And so he stopped and he commanded that this beggar be brought to him. And when he had come near, he asked him, saying, What do you want me to do for you? Jesus, who just commanded people to bring him to himself, now is asking the blind beggar, How can I serve you? What can I do for you? That is Jesus Christ. He is King of kings and Lord of lords, and yet he came to seek and to save that which was lost. He came to serve, not to be served. Those are his words. We need to learn from them. We need to learn from the beggar that we have desperate need, and we need to cry out to Jesus Christ for mercy, for the forgiveness of our sin, for our spiritually blind eyes to be opened, for our spiritually crippled bodies to be awakened, to raise us from this spiritual slumber. We need Jesus's mercy. We don't deserve it. We deserve the conditions that we find ourselves in, but we need the mercy of Christ, and we need to boldly cry out for it. We're told in the book of Romans, whosoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. That word call means the same as this blind beggar was doing. It means to cry out. And so whoever cries out on the name of the Lord shall be saved. And Jesus says to this beggar, what do you want me to do for you? And he said, Lord, that I may receive my sight. Jesus is not a doctor, but he is Jesus. And this man in his blindness had heard of Christ and knew who Christ was, and knew that Christ had the power to restore his sight. He cried out to Jesus for mercy, and now he says boldly that I may receive my sight. Verse 42, we're told, Then Jesus said to him, Receive your sight. Your faith has made you well. And immediately he received his sight, and followed him, glorifying God. And all the people, when they saw it, gave praise to God. Jesus said, receive your sight, your faith has made you well. What faith? The faith in the man that Jesus could heal and the faith that caused him to cry out to Jesus. 
He could have believed that Jesus could heal, but kept his mouth shut. Had he kept his mouth shut, he would not have been healed. His faith wasn't just on the inside. His faith came out as he cried out to Jesus. We need to understand that faith is not silent. Faith is not inactive. That kind of faith, according to James, is dead. We need to allow our faith to live, to cry out to Jesus, to follow Jesus, to serve Jesus. This is what we are called to do. Receive your sight. Your faith has made you well. And he immediately received his sight. Jesus immediately healed him. And he followed Jesus and he glorified God. When we receive mercy from God, when we receive mercy from Jesus Christ, do we follow and glorify? Do we exalt him and worship him? Do we give thanks to him? We need to. And other people seeing it gave praise to God as well. Do other people give praise to God for the faith that has made you whole? Maybe they don't see that faith. Maybe they don't see any difference in our lives. They need to. They need to see the blindness turn to light. They need to see the cripple walk. They need to see the dead spiritually rise and live again. They need to see the difference. There's supposed to be a difference. The world is supposed to see our good works that we could not do apart from Christ and glorify our Father in heaven. That's what takes place here. And it is a small little example, a real life example, but a small little example of what is to take place in our lives spiritually every single day. May God allow that to happen. May God cause that to happen as we, by faith, respond the way that we're supposed to. Father in heaven, thank you for your mercy and grace, a mercy and grace that enables blind to see and crippled to walk and the deaf to hear, the leprous to be cleansed, the lost, the sinful to be saved. Thank you, Father, for this grace and mercy exhibited to us in the person of Jesus Christ, who gave his life to die on the cross as a servant, who humbled himself, becoming in the form of a man, and became of no reputation and died on the cross. We thank you for this, Father. We also thank you that you highly exalt him, giving him a name above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. We thank you for this knowledge, Lord. Help us to live thankfully, gratefully, in the power and the presence of all that we have experienced through faith in Jesus Christ. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for studying with us today. You can subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Tune in or the Facebook page Drawing Near. Drawing Near is a ministry of FBC Tip City based on the truth that if we draw near to God, He will draw near to us.